from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Stay Paid Silver Dollar episode. Josh Dyke here, Luke Avery. Next <laughs> I week. love I'm how you my say radio intro. Stay Paid Silver Dollar. Yeah. Yes, these are radio. our short little episodes. Stay Try paid. to take them to 10 minutes. Today we're going to talk Ooh. about the most important. Set timer. Yeah, set your timer. The most important topic. Yeah. What is that topic, Josh? Dude, it's all about follow-up. Follow-up. We say it all the time. The fortune is in the follow-up. But here's the thing. Many salespeople and business owners struggle when making follow-up calls because we focus on how we're going to ask for the business rather than focusing on the person that we're speaking to. While generating business is many times the intention of the follow-up call, asking for more business should not be your only reason for calling. By making your follow-up calls more client-focused, which is what we're going to talk about today, Yeah, you'll be surprised at how much more casually your conversation flows and how your clients will respond more favorably. We yeah. talked about this before. A lot of people get stuck because all they're thinking about is, when do I get to ask for the yeah, sale? Yeah, it's all about the transaction. It's not about the actual helping the client. You know, I follow what was on my brain when you were asking me, hey, what do we what yeah. do we want this episode to be about? Is because I was I spent the beach, or I spent the beach, I spent the week at the beach <laughs> with my younger brother, Stephen, who I talk about all the time in real estate. And you beat him up done, on his follow-up calls all week. <laughs> uh, beat him up on his follow-up calls. No, but what happened was I was asking him, I said, hey, man, share kind of your, I, I said, let's go, let's film a video real quick. And I said, you've done 100 deals this year. It's in July, right? So I'm not sure when this will come out, but we're recording this in July. We just got back from the beach. So he's seven months in to his third year or I guess almost fourth. This would be his fourth year when it closes out. And he's done 100 deals. And he gets on and he literally says, look, it's about making the calls, the follow-up calls. Most people don't make the follow-up calls, but the gold really is in the follow-up calls. And it really is that simple. It is if you wake up every single day and you do your phone calls, you will have success in this business. If you just call your it's sphere one of, those of influence. Things like if you wake up and do push-ups every morning, you will get ripped. Yes. If you wake up and do your follow-up This is why I have success. not a great body right now because I'm not doing my push-ups. I was doing this Did thing. Did you stop doing the push-ups? Well, because on vacation, it was like every hour on the hour, I was doing 30 push-ups. And now... I kind of fell off since oh, the fell week off on vacation. vacation. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do it. Well, any. hey, look, the data supports why you should be following up. 75% of online buyers want to receive want to receive between two to four phone calls before a company gives up. 92% of salespeople give up after no sales on the fourth call, and 60% of customers say no four times before saying yes. Yeah, so that's uh, similar to now. Inside sales study is probably old. But the inside sales study done with MIT um, a couple years back, it's been more than a couple years because a lot of people have quoted it. But it's basically the average sales rep follows up, I think it was 1.2 to 1.4 times. just under two, yeah. And if you can increase your chances of getting that appointment, if you just call eight to 12 times, upwards to almost 90%. And so it just shows you that. And I saw a HubSpot study one time that said you have to call 18 times to get that appointment. Talk about follow-up right there. Mm -hmm. You have to call 18 times to get someone on the phone. I mean, it is so critical, and what most people do is they give up Mm -hmm. because... It's annoying to have to call somebody a bunch of times. You feel awkward. Well, when you, you go in with the, the, when you have so many no's, you have so many no connects, I guess, no contacts. Yes. Like, it's just, it's defeatist. Well, we'll call uh, 200 people in a day, and we might get 150 voicemails, 170 yeah. voicemails sometimes. But we still are a multi-million dollar company, yeah. and we still pound the phones every day. I read another stat that said companies who have been in high growth mode for the last three years 
Um, 40% of them testify that saying cold calling is alive and well. And doing so that just states that doing follow up, doing cold calling, calling relentlessly because it ties into all the stats you're saying is alive and well if you actually practice it and implement it. But most people don't. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are there. So let's talk about ways to follow up, how to follow up. What are yeah, some the different various mediums. methods? Obviously, there's the phone. There's other ways to follow I up. I think um, you know, people need to open up to more, you know, like you have social media, texting, phone calls, email, face-to-face. I'm trying to think if I hit all of them. Um, I found a great stat on texting um, that prospects who are sent text messages convert at a rate of 40% higher, but sending text message to a prospect prior to making contact on the phone decreased the likelihood of ever contacting that lead by 39%. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it just goes to show you how people look at text message, though. They look at it as a very intimate thing, like, whoa, you just texted me. Yeah, out of the blue. Yeah, but that can work in your favor. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, like, I think uh, texting video through text message Mm -hmm. is huge. I I mentioned Sean Carpenter a ton. He was on the podcast. He's a good friend of ours. And he sends me these videos that it is impactful when you get these follow-up videos from him. And and what he does so well is he tends to talk to me about the Washington Redskins or sports team or something like that. Or he he comments on uh, podcast episodes that we've done. Yeah. So he might send me a video after this. He's pretty good at balancing the – sometimes he'll rip into us and sometimes he'll praise us. (laughs) But but think about that in terms of like your video text messaging, if you want to think outside of the box and we'll get the tips. But imagine going to your Facebook, which is another way to follow up with people, social and there's Mm -hmm. stats that people who practice social selling really have an increase in their sales versus sales reps who don't practice social selling. Well, one of the things about social selling is get on there. Like if I was trying to sell you, get onto your LinkedIn and I see what you're commenting on. I can see what your activity is, right? I can see what you post. Imagine me then picking up my phone, sending you a video text message or even a text message commenting on, hey, Josh, love what you just yeah. posted about Stay Paid, really enjoying your podcast. You would love I've that. I've had some really savvy salespeople do that, and they're the ones that always stand out, and I will always send them a message. I back. had an incredible guy at Gong.io, which is a sales company that analyzes sales calls. He sent me a whole case of Monster Energy drinks. That's right. I remember because that. Because if you remember, right, I used to drink Monster. Now I drink V8 energy drinks because I was told Monster won't kill you. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, he sent me a whole case and wanted just an appointment with me. But the whole idea was he was watching my social, he saw what I was into, and he used that as a creative way to follow up. Yeah, personally. But I don't think people are taking advantage of the, it, like follow up in terms of the ways you should do it should be holistic. There's so many ways to get in front of people one through social, through two through text message, send them an email, uh, do a phone call with them, do a face to face with them. Mm-hmm. And you got to holistically take advantage of that because some people are going to like the face to face, some people are going to like the text message. You don't know till you try. Yeah. I mean, just to give some more stats behind social media and how important it is, sales reps using social media are 50% more likely to meet or exceed their sales quota. Yeah. 73% of salespeople using social media as part of their sales process outperform their sales peer by 23% or more. That's just fantastic. Email is another one that you brought up. Some really uh, uh, good tips for email would be it's all about the subject line. Like the subject line is it so really important. Is. Our uh, owner here, I believe this was his idea he started doing uh, years ago, yeah. where he would ask somebody on the f- uh, that he was speaking to on the phone, like, give me the name of your dog or give yeah, me your the- favorite subject. He your would, dog, yeah, your he color. would make them come up with the wildest subject mm-hmm. line that would remind them, and then he would use that subject line, and he got tons of engagement because of that. But think about it this way subject lines with more than three words experience a drop in open rate by over 60%. 
That's so crazy. it makes so much sense when you think about it, because if you're sending a business email, you're trying to write out a a comprehensive subject yep. line. If I'm sending you an email, yep. it's going to say, hey, yep. or it's going to say following up yep. or it's going to say, hey, Luke, you know what I mean? You're not thinking of yep. I'm not writing a subject yep. line that has to do with the body of the email because. Yeah, and the it's shorter the emails, the better. People don't read the emails anymore. They read the first sentence. But, I mean, your email application gives you a subject line in the first sentence, and that's basically what people are looking at with their emails. P- the emails that get me are the emails that, again, it's it's using social in a way, but it's it's recognizing what's going on in my life. So it will say something about Stay Paid. It will say something about Inc. 5000. Mm. It will say something about what's happening during that time. And this really gets into the actionable hacks that you can use for following up. But one of the main ones that you should use is what is happening in that person's life that you can riff off of. So the common ones that a lot of sales reps will do, but they don't do it consistently, birthdays, anniversaries, children's birthdays, home sale anniversaries, things that you're involved with. Like where do you have some involvement that you've gotten that data? So if you're a real estate agent, I guarantee you, one, you got the home sale anniversary or the home buying anniversary. Two, you've probably gotten their birthday because of all the forms they have to fill out. You got when they were born. Write that freaking stuff down (laughs) because you can call them on their birthday. You can shoot them a text. Those things mean something to people, especially when you, everybody's saying happy birthday on LinkedIn. Imagine you're the one person who shoots a video text message and shoots it to him and says, Josh, thinking about you today, man, hope you have a great birthday. And you shoot it in a video, you automatically stand out. Then thinking outside the box, what I tell real estate agents, and really this is, can be flipped for financial advisors, insurance agents, doesn't matter. All of you have a Rolodex of partners that you naturally do business with. So if you're a financial advisor, you probably naturally know estate attorneys or you know know, insurance agents, stuff like that. Leverage that in your follow-up. So if you're a real estate agent, you sold Megan and my, my, our, our home, we just redid our patio. Imagine calling us and saying, hey, Luke, if you're ever going to do anything with the house, I just want to offer, I have a great contractor, great plumber. I can set all that up for you, make it so, because I trust these people, they've done... That alone, just the ease of having the ability to go, okay, I don't have to think of who I'm going to use in contracting because a lot of times you feel like you're going to get ripped off or something like that. It's an incredible hack to be able to follow up and offer your Rolodex to somebody. That's awesome. One other tip that I'll give you when it comes to follow up that I think a lot of people get nervous to do is literally follow up and ask people kind of for feedback on your service. Hmm. It gives you a perfect opportunity, one, to get a review. So this is more on the former client. This is like a former client, right? So I was telling my brother, this is why it's on my mind, but call all of your clients because we interviewed Will Penny and he's like the most reviewed agent on Zillow or whatever. He claims to be one of that. And he's an incredible guy. I mean, he's selling like 250 plus homes a year, but one of his strategies is all these reviews. Every single agent right now, if you haven't called your past clients and asked them for feedback on your service, what an incredible, like you're not trying to sell them anything. Hey, now that we're done, just want to check in, see if everything was good. And I also want to get your feedback on my service. And if there's anything that you would, you know, that I can do better, anything, they will love that. It will show that you love your business. It will breed trust in their minds because now they're going, man, this person cares so much about their business, so much about their service. They want to know my feedback. Now I can trust my friend. And with they're them. not asking for anything else. Yeah, I know. And then now them. the next time you do, you can secretly <laughs> ask for the business. That's it. <laughs> or encourage them to leave a review. Yeah. Like once they, if they have good feedback. No, I love it. So there you go. Everybody, the art of following up, why you should be doing it, some ways on how to do it, and then some tips and hacks that you can start using today on your follow-up calls. Start making the calls, offer your Rolodex, Mm -hmm. right? 
Uh, make sure that you're checking in with them to see how your service was. Yep. Some super easy things that are so easy just to break the ice and ask without having to feel like you're trying to go for the sale. So thank you so much for listening. Head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you're interested in supporting the show, we really appreciate it. First way is to head on over to iTunes. Leave us five stars. Don't forget about YouTube. We're getting tons of YouTube comments right now. So I wanted to give a shout out because uh, we had a Silver Dollar episode where I told a little knock-knock joke. And uh, at the end of it, you said, you know, if you if you've the, watched this video, if you watch this far, comment on YouTube. We had a few people comment on YouTube. I wanted to give a shout out to Salvador Armijo. I actually uh, replied to him. I haven't heard back. So if you're listening, go check out the YouTube comment because you commented on that video. I just want to send you a free little, oh, man. A free little gift from Stay Paid. That's freaking awesome. And since you asked, Luke, um, I do have another dad joke. Oh, yes. Yes. I was dying inside to hear another dad joke. What do you call a man with uh, no shins? I don't know. Tony. So if Tony. You, if you stuck around long enough to hear that joke, make sure Put to comment that in that the YouTube comments. videos. Who knows? We might do another giveaway. The best way to help out the show is to tell a friend about it. Share it on your social media. Yes, please if you do. know someone in sales, super quick tips that Luke gave you right here. Uh, share that with your friends um, and your colleagues in the sales uh positions <laughs> what is this i don't know what this out how many is. episodes Jeez. have we been yeah. doing uh, if you want to get hold of me, me or luke you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com you can also find us on instagram we are at stay paid podcast for this episode of stay paid i'm joshua stike guys and i'm luke acre and here's your action item which i think is really really simple that all of you can do is take your clients right now and give them a phone call, especially for those who have past clients. Give your clients a phone call literally just to check in on them. It's a, it's a real simple follow-up. You can use the Ford method to do this. This is family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Meaning, just check in with them. Figure out, hey, what's happening in their family? What's going on with their job? What are they into right now? And then, what are they looking forward to? What are they dreaming about that's coming up? Have a conversation based around, around that. Type notes in your CRM. When you do this consistently, quarter after quarter after quarter, you end up building an army of relationships that turn into advocates for your business. Remember this, difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single business that Josh and I have worked in, top producers take action. Take action on that today. 